0: Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear my Madison, happy birthday to you. Wow, I feel
1: really uncomfortable because that was only for me. (laughs) I was going to say, is that awkward to sit here and watch me stare at you while I sing you happy birthday? Yeah, only because it, like, I'm not a big fan of being, like. Things being given to me like that. Okay. Special is it attention. more
0: awkward that just, what just happened? Me uh-huh. singing to you like this? Or when a whole group of people sings to you and you have to blow out candles?
1: Oh, the group of people. Yeah. It, it's totally... Uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my hands or my body. I'm just like, ah, everyone's looking at me. <laughs> I know.
0: It's the worst part of birthdays. <laughs> Speaking the of... cake a great yeah tomorrow's yours sorry i know i'm being loud because my microphone needs pushed back yes tomorrow is my birthday okay and with that knowledge let's get started with a podcast This is Be Grateful, a podcast about how we find fullness through creativity. I'm Joe.
1: And I'm Madison. And today on episode 37, it's about
0: me. It's about <laughs> you, which, because tomorrow is your birthday. Yeah. Well, as of recording, no, but as of the when this podcast yes. comes out, tomorrow is your birthday. And uh, too bad episode 37 wasn't for my birthday episode because I turned 37. Yeah, but how old will how old will you be? I'll be turning twenty seven. Okay, yeah.
1: So there's some sevens in there for you. It does not feel to me like we're
0: ten years apart. I always forget it.
1: Me too. I, yeah, I've always felt like an old soul. Um, I connect with a lot of people older than me, so it, yeah. I forget it
0: until like you had just said, um, yesterday or something. One of the girls, were they singing Frozen? Yes. And you were like, oh my gosh, Frozen came out when I was in high school. And then that's when I start to think, oh my gosh, Frozen came out when I was living in Ireland as an adult. (laughs) (laughs) So those are the times that I remember that we are a decade apart. Yes. Um,
1: I do want to take just a small moment to step aside from my birthday and say, um, my birthday is always close to Mother's Day. Oh, And so I want to like... I, I usually share it. Either it's on the day of or it's somewhere near it. And I always want to give back to the reason that I'm here and can have a birthday, my mom. So, so
0: I just, are you ever like, you don't need a present from me because you got me <laughs> on Mother's Day? <laughs> no, I
1: I feel like I would be, I don't know. That feels weird. Yeah. Do you, um, did you send your mom a card? Yes, I did. Um, and... I just wanted to, like, take this small moment to say, like, thank you to my mom who taught me how to cook and sew. And um, she was always really resourceful around the household and um, passed on some of her creativity to me. So thank you for my birthday and thank you for being my mom.
0: Yeah, I want to tell your mom, thank you for having Madison. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have any kind words for your mom? Oh, for my Muli? I will say this as far as cards go for Mooley. There are not Happy Mooley's Day cards. <laughs> You're right. Those are <laughs> distinctly absent. <laughs> so I, when I went to go card shopping for Mooli, I stood there forever and I couldn't find anything that was sufficient. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I won't say what I'm doing for her because if she actually listens to this on Mother's Day, she will, or when it comes out, mm-hmm. she won't have her gift yet because I have not started it and it is Friday <laughs> before <laughs> Mother's Day, yes. so I won't um, say it. But I, uh, well, I don't. I just love her. Yeah, she's, she's just the, like I don't know everyone. I hope everyone loves their moms. I know it's complicated, mm-hmm. um, but I have always enjoyed Muli, even as when I was little or a child. But as an adult, I'm just so grateful that we are friends Yeah, as adults. And we get to have her presence here in the studio in the form of flat, flat movie. <laughs> yep. She tried to teach me to sew when I was maybe like five or six, yeah, seven. And it lasted five minutes. Aww. And it wasn't a great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I didn't learn to sew till I was 25. From Denise, my quilting mentor, who we call Moo Too. <gasps> I did not know that. Mm-hmm. When I lived in Ireland, she, you know, kind of was my mom yeah. when I was in Ireland. And she taught me to sew and all of that. So Mooley always called her Moo Too. As in oh. T-O-O, not yes. T-W-O. As in as well, not yes as the second. <laughs> yes, but it is a double entendre or mm-hmm. a... Double yeah, meaning. A play on words. Yes. So, happy Mother's Day to Denise,
1: too. Yes. And to all of you creative moms out there who may be
0: biological or may not be. Yeah. I was going to say, and creative non-moms because, I don't know. I see it as, like, a another International Women's Day. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. I just always think of all the women in my life, whether they're moms or not.
1: Yeah. Because, I mean, mothering gives way to our makes you think of nurturing mm-hmm. and there's plenty of women in my life that have nurtured me into the person that I've become.
0: Yes. I like the way that I get to be a mom in this world mm-hmm. and it involves nothing to do with children of my own. So yeah,
1: of your own. I think of your teen class where when you're in there with them. Yeah. That's definitely a nurturing mothering experience.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So we love our moms, but yes. enough about them. <laughs> This is all about you. Ah. Um, okay. So we asked questions on Instagram. We got a few. All right. I'm going to sprinkle them in. Sweet. Um, I feel a lot of pressure because you had such great questions <laughs> for me. My page was like full of post-it notes. It was wild. But now it's been so long and I can't remember how you did it. So <laughs> we're, I'm just going to do it my way. I love it. Um, I want to... Take a chronological journey through your life a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody strap in. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the questions that we got from Carol mm-hmm. was, did you grow up in Searcy? So that's a great place to start. Yeah. Tell us where you grew up.
1: Uh, I grew up in Dallas, Texas or around Dallas, mm-hmm. Texas. It's a place called Mansfield. Um, and that's where I grew up uh, majority of my time. I went to Mansfield High School. And then... Um, What's their mascot? The Tigers. Okay, meow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Mansfield Tigers.
1: Yeah, they sound just like. And them. did yeah. you
0: participate in any tiger activity? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, <laughs> um, as in sports band. Okay, so craft club, <laughs> craft <laughs> club.
1: Um, I was in Key Club in high school. What's Key Club? Is that where you play the recorder? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's where we make keys. No, <laughs> um, Key Club is a. A sen- it's like a derivative of the Kiwanis Club okay. and so it's community service based. So we But did it's through the school? But it's through the school and so we would like go to meetings after school we'd hold fundraisers okay. for things um, I you know like I would pick up trash or um, I was a part, it's the one and only time I was ever part of a beauty pageant.
0: <laughs> did you win?
1: Yes Yeah <laughs>
0: It's, it's a weird thing. I understand. Yeah. Um, so what were your, what was your creative life like as a child? Oh, okay. Um,
1: I really valued having my own time and space to be able to create. Um, the first thing that I remember making a lot of because I would get obsessed with things, mm-hmm. uh, was these little flower fairies. They're made out of floral wire and their heads are wooden beads and their skirts are silk flowers that I like took apart and would transform into different stuff. I probably made 50 of these. Do we need to have that as a class? <laughs> you know, I probably could teach it as a class. I never thought about that. Um, but I would ask my mom, even at a young age, like, can you take me to Michael's?
0: I would like to get... Some silk flowers. So did you have to use... Did you get an allowance?
1: For a little while, I did get an allowance. And then I would get paid for like... If I made all A's, I would get a certain amount. And so I would save that up and birthday money up. And, you know, we'd go and get some craft supplies.
0: So would you say, as far as your personal spending money goes, Mm -hmm. did it mostly go toward creative things? Or were you also like, take me to Dairy Queen? (laughs) (laughs) Um...
1: It went towards creative things. It also went towards clothes. Because that was an area of my life that I was given control over at a younger age. So it felt very empowering to buy a shirt from Rue 21 or whatever.
0: Rue, is it Rue 21? Is it Forever 21? There, and There is a Forever and 21. And then there was Rue 21 There's a also. Rue 21.
1: Actually, okay. my favorite store, it used to be Charlotte Roos. That was my like yeah that that was the place that I liked to go and they had a perfume there that I liked called Refuge but I slipped up one time and called it Refugee <laughs> 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 and my parents still um, joke about how I wanted to smell Sm-
0: like a refugee yeah yep <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> oh we live and we learn yeah so did you would you hang out at the mall um
1: not normally. Only because... Did malls m- still exist when you were eighteen? Okay. They were like dying out. Okay. Um, they were not as safe, um, especially, especially in the area. In, yeah, Especially no. in the Dallas area. Yeah. It wasn't super safe. Um, I think I went by myself with my friends like once. Okay. Otherwise, we were on a mission to get things and get out.
0: Did you like shopping?
1: I was about to say, even though I love clothes... I don't like shopping because after about an hour and a half to two hours, I'm done. Yeah,
0: it's exhausting. It's just, I want pretty things to just show up in my closet. Someone asked, Abigail asked, where do you find all your cute outfits? Oh,
1: I make most of them. Yeah, (laughs) Um, Like the shirt I'm wearing today, I painted and embroidered. However, if it's not something I made, it's secondhand from the thrift store.
0: What percentage of your closet would you say is either made or thrifted?
1: Like 85% yeah. to 90%. Yeah. Um, there are some things that I have bought, like tights or socks, you know, stuff that you don't want to get. Like yeah. jeans. Yeah. Well, does dirt cheap count as a thrift store? I don't. It's not
0: secondhand. It isn't secondhand.
1: So like I get my stuff that I need new from, from there. Fix, yeah. Um, but I don't even wear a lot of jeans. That's true.
0: Um, okay. Speaking of your clothes and speaking of growing up. Mm-hmm. Can you talk me through, have you always dressed like you're from the 1950s? <laughs> I want to just paint a picture for me of what like junior high Madison looked like oh. and then what high school Madison wore <laughs> and like walk me through your style progression. Excellent.
1: Okay. So junior high Madison was trying to find herself and trying to, testing out different styles. So, I bought a couple of things that had, like, skull and crossbones and, like, lots of, like, (laughs) electric guitars on them. Like, I had this great zip-up hoodie that had, like, a silver metallic guitar across the top. And I had these arm cuffs with skulls on them and hoop earrings with skulls on them. Did your parents...
0: How did they feel about the skulls? I don't think Mooley would have appreciated me wearing skulls.
1: Well, my dad was in a band at the time. Okay. And so... And I wasn't asking to dye my hair and I wasn't wearing all black. Mm-hmm. So I think they were like, eh, she's being a little edgy, whatever. Um, I used to wear... Um, Did you wear black, like, eyeshadow? I didn't get into makeup until I was, like, 13 or 14. Wait, when are you wearing the skulls?
0: Um uh, well, when you were junior 13? high.
1: Well, I guess, like, 12. Maybe it's, like, 12 is okay. when I was... It's, like, 7th grade. Okay. Are you 12
0: in 7th grade?
1: Yeah, 12 and 13. Yeah. Um... I wasn't allowed to wear eyeliner until 13 years old, so makeup wasn't really a thing yeah. for me. Um, so they let me do it because I wasn't being edgy about it. However, I love to wear, you know, those pull chains that you have on uh, yes, ceilings? On the fans. Yeah. yeah, I would wear a ton of those as necklaces. Um, I tested that out. I thought it looked cool, but then I like morphed into some of the more quirkier things. I loved like cartoony. Um, Motif. So I had this cool apple shirt that was like waffle knit and it had purple and green apples all over it. And it had sleeves with thumb holes. Mm. And then I had this like very fitted black vest that I wore over it. Um, And then like a matching hard plastic
0: apple necklace. (laughs) And I thought that was so cool. You know what is interesting, not to not make this about you anymore, but we see a lot of kids of different ages that come to make do. And mm-hmm. so kind of seeing them dress in things that are fun and you can tell that they just love that weird thing that they have put together versus when they kind of start to be more aware of what they're wearing and mm-hmm. what other people are wearing. Yeah. I, I mean, I was
1: aware of what other people was wearing, were wearing. Um, and I dipped my toe into the Aeropostale pool Mm -hmm. and decided I didn't like it. All the skirts were too short and the polos were fine, but they just didn't seem to like suit me all that well. Mm -hmm. So then I started to morph more into um, thrifting. I found a Martha Stewart tutorial on how to felt sweaters. (laughs) And so I asked my mom to take me to Goodwill. And while we were there, we kind of picked through some clothing. I'm like, oh, This is cool. Maybe I want to take this home. And slowly I started to incorporate more um, thrifted items into my wardrobe. I started to have a love of like long peasant skirts and like belts over skirts. Um, And some of that was from my grandma who loved the broomstick skirt. And so I just realized that I really liked things being cinched at my waist. Mm -hmm. And I loved scarf headbands. And so as I started moving more into college I started realizing oh I'm the silhouette that I love is from the 1950s so I started to try and replicate that more and more with like red lipstick and eyeliner Taylor Swift was all the rage when I hit high school Mm -hmm. so the whole like eyeliner red lipstick thing was her image and so I kind of took some of that on and I think it's still progressing my style is still moving into like some of some experimental fabrics and
0: things like that. but So yeah. would you say that from, even from when you were young, you were always conscious of style? Yeah. Um, so even as you were searching for it, you were still trying to find who you were in a style. I never really cared. I think I still, even now when people are like, what's your style? I'm like, I don't. It's comfortable? I put clothes on my body. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> I I'm not quite sure why i like gravitated towards clothing as a way to express myself i was really into the movie Grease at a young age mm. now for all of you concerned parents out there i didn't know half of what was going on in that movie I,
0: no one did I, yeah. I think all of us got to i think <laughs> we are the parents now who care about what's in greece yeah. <laughs> so um so i didn't know what top was, gun at that age top gun is rated pg there you go. And um, there's a real steamy scene in it. <laughs> um, so I,
1: and I think the Disney princess vibe definitely influenced my love of giant skirts mm, as well. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Yeah. Do you have a favorite birthday memory from being a child? Hmm. Like a favorite party, a favorite gift, a favorite, just something you remember. Um, For
1: my 11th birthday, I had a Harry Potter themed birthday. It had, a, we had a cake and it had Harry Potter flying over on his broomstick and we went to a roller rink. I love roller rinks. Yeah, we
0: had a lot of parties at roller rinks too. <sighs> That's just my jam. How many Harry Potter books were out when you were 11? I be- Maybe close to all of them.
1: Well, okay. So I remember getting the um, fifth, sixth, and seventh book hardcover in the mail. Um, I think by the time that I was... Aware of the books, the first movie had come out, which was yeah. like in two thousand one. Yeah. Um, but I remember the last few, like having to wait for the last two, three to come yeah. out. Um, Same, except I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was really cool getting those books in the in the mail and like opening those mm-hmm. up. Um, birthday memory, you know what sticks out is like my fourth grade birthday as well. Um, I w- had it at a um swim place. Uh And it was a Powerpuff
0: Girl themed. Fun. Yes. It was awesome. I know the Powerpuff Girls only because I have younger sisters. Like my youngest sister is five years younger than me. So I, and so that would put her in between us. So we probably have some overlap in childhood things because of. Because of your sister. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you have a sister. I do. Um, My sister is two years younger than me. Um, Her name is Michaela and she works as a nurse up in uh, the Mayo Clinic.
0: I have a sister two years younger who is a nurse. <laughs> well, now she's a nurse practitioner.
1: You'll you'll notice that Joe and I have a, a lot in common. Yeah.
0: <laughs> not maybe at first glance.
1: Yeah, not at first glance, but yeah, there's lots of... There's, there's a
0: p- lesson there. <laughs> <laughs> about <laughs> We c- kind of have a lot in common with all of humanity, just maybe not at first glance. This is true. Okay, let's talk about college. Okay. Why did you come to Harding? Um, I originally... Didn't want to come to
1: Harding. I was going to go to another Christian university in Texas, um, but I vast- ACU.
0: No, where, where Lubbock
1: Christian University.
0: Oh, <laughs> see, I, that wasn't even on my radar. It's it's small, and Lubbock is dusty. Yeah. Um, I was born in Lubbock, and my grandparents,
1: my oh, yes. family,
0: both my parents. Let me make this birthday <laughs> episode about me. Both my parents grew up there. Um. Anyway, I was born there. I so, didn't grow up there, but
1: but did you visit there mm-hmm. fairly often? I mean, it's dusty, right? Mm-hmm.
0: I was just there a <laughs> few weeks ago. That's right.
1: Um, yeah, so I was going to go there, but I fasted about it for a while and thought, oh, you know, I think I think where I actually want to be is at Harding. Um, and to give a little background to that, my great grandmother, my grandmother, and both of my parents went to Harding, and no, they don't give you a legacy discount. No.
0: <laughs> So you were trying, you were like, everyone went to Harding. I want to break out of that. Is that what was taking you to Lubbock Christian?
1: I think that was some of it. Mm -hmm. Some of it was also, I didn't want to just go somewhere because everyone else had. I wanted it to for sure be my decision. My sister, who is two years younger than me, had already decided that she was going to go to Harding. And so I didn't want to... Just go with the flow just because. I wanted to make sure I was going for the right reasons.
0: I think where going to college is maybe one of the first big choices people have to make.
1: Yeah. You feel like it's going to change your entire life. Yeah. And
0: that if you make the wrong choice, it's going to be devastating. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the first thing that people really have to wrestle with. Wait, is there even a right and wrong choice? Yeah. Destin, you know, the the thoughts of destiny or what does God want me to do or what's the right answer. And it can be, it's heavy. And oh, yeah. a lot of kids start thinking about it when they're in junior high. That's true. So, so mean, you ended up, you decided to come to Harding at what point? Like your senior year, sooner than that? Oh, yeah, senior year. Okay. I think it was like right up against the
1: day. Oh, wow. <laughs> that you could go. And so I decided to come here because, or to come to Harding. Um, because they had a really good I liked the education program and the
0: campus is a lot prettier too.
1: The campus is very pretty. Um I happen to have some family here, um, but really the um they had a study abroad program mm-hmm. where I could go and teach in Scotland for a little bit, which I thought that was fabulous. Getting to see other how other countries teach their children. Yeah. Was super cool.
0: Um so why did you always know you wanted to be a teacher?
1: Um, when I was six years old, I was determined to be the next Britney Spears, (laughs) but
0: she's a teacher of sorts.
1: (laughs) When that didn't pan out, I decided that I wanted to be a teacher like my mom and my, well, my mom, my grandfather, my great grandmother, they were all teachers. And I loved be I loved learning and I loved being able to see that spark of, um, of like when things click. In yeah. other people. And so I wanted to facilitate that with others. And give back. So yeah I guess since when I was like 8. I was like I want to be a teacher. Did you play teacher? Oh absolutely. Yeah. My mom since she was a teacher. She had a ton of like old teacher supplies. Like stickers and tickets and stuff. So I would set my animals down. My stuffed animals down in front of me. And we'd play school.
0: Would Michaela play with you? Like would y'all teach each other? Not teach. Oh she may argue with me about this. I don't think we
1: taught each other. Or if we did, it was not often. Mm. Because because we're so close in age, it almost felt like we were always, like, competing. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Most of the time, we just stuck to teaching our stuffed animals. We had... Okay, again. <laughs> your episode... <laughs> We had a half bath that was attached to our laundry room and we turned it into our school room. Mm -hmm. So we started off with a chalkboard in there, but then we upgraded to a whiteboard. And so the whiteboard was like hanging on the wall and then the toilet and the sink were opposite of it. And so we, when we played school, whoever was the student had to sit on the toilet and then they would get taught. There was a, um, a good stint of time where i taught my math homework every day. Oh like my god, i would go in there and teach my math homework and then that's how i would actually do it. <laughs> but i would like write it all on the whiteboard. I wanted to be a teacher just so i could write on the whiteboard in the overhead projectors.
1: Oh my god, that the power that you have mm-hmm. there. It's it's a glorious we feeling. We also
0: had i would take a bar stool in there and use that as my overhead projector and i <gasps> had transparencies oh. which i don't know yeah, how did you get a hold of I don't know. <laughs> and like um, the Visa V vis markers. And I would do my math homework on the transparency and pretend that it was an overhead projector. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Yeah, but I never wanted to be a teacher once occupation. I realized there was more to it than just writing on the whiteboard in the overhead projector.
1: Oh, if only it was just that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so...
0: You met Richard in college? I did. Um, We met... If you're listening for the first time, Richard is Madison's husband. Yes. Um, We met
1: um, sophomore year, and we were... Harding has something called social clubs. It's similar to fraternity Mm -hmm. and sororities. Um, He was in my brother club, and I don't remember the first time we met. He does. I was dressed up as Snow White for a fundraiser. naturally obviously so I had like black hair and crazy makeup on and um but later on we met in um in the downstairs of like a dorm um I was making bacon roses because obviously um wait roses out of bacon yes as in like I was rolling them up and like yeah um it was for a friend of mine who like really liked bacon so I gave him a bouquet of bacon bacon (laughs) um and then we were friends, I would say, for about a year or two. Like, we were both dating other people, and we were just hanging out and became really good friends. And then um, I guess it was the, towards the end of junior year, like somewhere in, I think it was like January, um, like lots of things happened. It was very dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if people would be interested in hearing that, But after lots of drama, we got together at the end of January and
0: then started dating. We do love a dramatic story. People can follow up on your birthday podcast (laughs) next year (laughs) if they want to hear the drama. If you
1: want to hear the (laughs) end of it. Um, But yeah, so um, yeah, then we just started dating and had a lot of fun together.
0: So you got married. Right after college or I did. College? I
1: graduated May 2016
0: and then I got married July 2016. Okay. So a couple months later. So yeah. that summer. Were you some of, were you your first people to get married or did you have friends who got married before you?
1: I had one person that got married mm-hmm. before me, but m- for the most part, I was like one of the first yeah. to get married. Did you bring your sewing machine to college? Absolutely. <laughs> I, it's like the thing that, um, I need to take with me. Like I've considered taking it with me when I go to visit Richard's parents because uh-huh. they don't have a sewing machine. Um, it sat, I had to like clear off a space for it and it would always, or if it wasn't on my dresser, I would like keep it underneath my. So what, did you sew clothes in college? I did. Um, so Harding does a thing called Spring Sing, which is a musical theater production. Uh, but it's mainly amateurs that do it. And they're like, uh, we need someone to make five princess dresses. I was like, uh me, I can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I made these like giant sleeved Renaissance style um, dresses in my tiny dorm room. What did your roommate think about that? Um, She was, she was fairly easy going with that. Um, I had a lot of people come to me in college asking me to fix things for them. Uh And most of the time I was happy to do it. Um, However, I have a new stipulation now. Whenever a male between the ages of 13 and 21 asks me to sew something for them or fix a hole, I request that they wash their clothes first
0: (laughs) because I've had, I think that that should extend beyond 21.
1: Most of the, I would hope beyond then they know better, but I can't tell you how many times I was given a pair of basketball shorts or a t-shirt that was like, Freshly peeled off their back. Mm -hmm. It was just gross.
0: Or even if it wasn't, it was probably just because it was around something that was. Or had been sitting on the floor. It was just rough. Did you charge people? No. Think of all that cash you could Uh, have.
1: I saw it as, you know, all of us are poor college kids. Mm -hmm. And it was a way for me to give back to what my community was at the time, which was a bunch of college kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although, okay. So I haven't told anyone I'd be this. like you need to give me a chicken biscuit. <laughs> I need that chicken biscuit. I haven't told anyone this before. I won't I, tell anyone. <laughs> okay. I hope y'all can keep a secret <laughs> on a lot of the things that I fixed. I secretly stitched my initials somewhere <laughs> in <into> the <laughs> garment. <laughs> no one has ever found it and gotten back to me. I always put it somewhere where it was sneaky, but, uh, that's hysterical. My initials are stitched. So if on you're my... listening
0: to this and you have something that Madison hemmed or fixed for you in college, please look at that <laughs> item and see if you can find her initials. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. That's funny. But yeah, I would stitch my name in quilts I made, but that's different. <laughs> um, okay. Anything else you want to say about your time in college? Um, I was really grateful that I
1: had that opportunity to explore myself. Mm -hmm. Um, It really encouraged me to dress at like, to elevate my level of dress. Because I was an education major, I often was going into other people's classrooms. And so they always suggested dress nice. So it really encouraged me to um, wear more dresses or, you know, more like, more professional clothing, and I found out I really liked it. And it oftentimes was more comfortable to me than my jeans and t shirt.
0: That's definitely your vibe. Mm-hmm. And when you come in in a dress, I don't ever think Madison is so dressed up today. Mm-hmm. But if I were to come in in a dress, I think you'd be like,
1: I'd be like, what's, what's
0: going on today? <laughs> what's the occasion? <laughs> is someone coming in?
1: Um, yeah. So it just helped me to settle more into myself. Mm-hmm. Um, College also gave me an opportunity to have leadership positions that I had never had before. Um, like what? Like when I was in social club, my social club. Um, because it was all women, I was allowed to lead things mm-hmm. and realized that I actually have a gift for that. Mm-hmm. So it was excellent to be able to practice getting events together. And that has translated over into Make Do where that level of thinking about what I need to get done in order to have this event that people are coming to, to work well, um, has served me well here. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so then you graduated from college. I sure did. And was the plan always to stay in Circe? Absolutely not. So what was the plan? <laughs> um. So
1: before I met Richard, I had this sort of like nebulous idea of, you know, if someone wants to go somewhere with me, like to Nashville or to Colorado or to wherever, I might go with them mm-hmm. and get a teaching job there. Um, when I, or I would go back home to Texas because mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all have noticed, I really love Texas. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I, after I met Richard and we decided that we were going to get married, he needed to stay in Searcy for a little while.
0: For grad um, school.
1: For grad school. So we were going to be here for a little bit.
0: What year did you graduate? 2016.
1: Okay. And he ended up graduating from grad school in 2018. And so I kind of had to learn to be okay with where I was at. Um, Cersei isn't where I wanted to be, nor where Richard wanted to be. And for a while, I closed myself off. I didn't make friends at church. I... I was really upset that Cersei was so small and mm. didn't have a lot
0: of like our fabric store closed down. I just felt really stuck. It can be a hard place to be when you are in the middle. Like there's a ton of college students here mm-hmm. and then there's young families, but right out of college is we is a hard time. A lot of
1: people will move away from Cersei mm-hmm. and then come back. Um, but we were just still here. Mm-hmm. I got really depressed and I didn't, I got a job as a, um, a daycare worker and then as a chiropractic assistant, I just really struggled to find a because teaching job. Because there was no
0: teaching jobs? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I totally would have taken a teaching job around here. There
0: weren't any it's saturated because of the university
1: absolutely and so schools get to have their pick of mm-hmm. who they wanted
0: well they were dumb because they should one of you <laughs> exactly i'm um, not complaining <laughs> <laughs> so um
1: i stopped sewing for a little while mm-hmm. and it it just got it got pretty bad then when i realized that we would probably be here for longer than when Richard had graduated, I thought, I have to do something different. I have to be able to um, find contentment where I'm at. Mm -hmm. So I started making more connections with people at church, people who were not college kids, and I started substitute teaching, which, oddly enough, really helped being able to be in, back in a classroom just felt so refreshing to me. So
0: did you quit your chiropractic job to sub <laughs> or you were doing both? I was actually let go okay. of my chiropractic job. Idiots.
1: <laughs> they, they just couldn't keep me on anymore. Right. Um, so I was like, well, Richard, my option is to substitute teach. He's like, okay, cool. We'll do it. So that's what I did. And then I, about two years in, I had a friend of mine tell me that there was a place that taught creative classes and I thought oh yeah that's cool and I kind of brushed it off um, that friend was Kaylee O'Neill mm-hmm. who taught wonderful crochet and needle felting classes here
0: and then she moved away exactly
1: that was very sad um, and then I had another friend um because Kaylee R- told you
0: about make do like a, a like when it started before, yeah yeah
1: okay. And then my friend Karen was like, hey, there's this really cool creative place. I know uh, this lady named Jo. She runs it. I was like, oh, that's cool.
0: And at that point, Karen knew, right, that I was looking for Mm -hmm. someone. Okay.
1: And I wasn't quite sure what I had to offer. I mean, y'all have already heard that I've been creative my whole life. But I thought, what do I have to offer Mm -hmm. a place like that? And so then finally, I walked into the natural food store and... Uh, An acquaintance of mine, Hannah, was like, "Uh, this lady is up at her studio right now. You should just go talk to her. And I was like, I was in a place where I was fed up with
0: substitute teaching. I was like, fine. Okay. So this would have been the summer of 2019. Mm. Yes. So Richard
1: had already graduated. He had. And he's, the way that therapists work is you have to uh, do supervision For 3,000 hours. So we were going to be here for a while. I had already traveled to Chattanooga, Tennessee to try and get a job there. And no one would hire Mm. me. So I came back all sad. Mm. (laughs) It was not great. And so that summer was when I met you. Mm. And I walked into the studio. And you were painting your epic mural in the background. Make do had just moved. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's... That's where I ended up and we've, here.
0: And we've told that story in maybe like the first. Yeah, the e- first like episode. our introduction episode. Yeah. Um, but I just remember I didn't know. So Madison's friend Karen had mentioned Madison to me, but not by name. Mm-hmm. And then Madison came. And I had the door locked. Madison came and knocked on the door. I like had my paintbrush and all of this. And I was like, who is the stranger that wants to talk to me? Because we all know how I feel about uh-huh. strangers. And you were so... Um, like cheery mm. and upbeat and confident because you were like, I heard that you are have a job. Yeah. And I remember being like, who told you that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel prepared for this. <laughs> so I, when I think back about that interaction, feel like it was a very awkward <laughs> interaction. Mm-hmm. And you may feel like it was awkward from your end as well. But to me, you were just so like, I don't know. Oh
1: well, I knew that I had taken you off guard, mm. and you were busy doing something. So that's what I chalked it mm-hmm. up to. I was like, I interrupted her during her art. That's why she's, you know, feeling a little like, oh, I can't talk to you right now, yeah. but let's talk later. I have a wet paintbrush in my hand. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, cool, we'll talk later. And I just, I went home and I felt very like hopeful.
0: Because I think it. we scheduled an interview, like mm-hmm. a time for you to come back in. Yep. Also, I was like, I don't know how to interview someone. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to like get prepared too. Um, so then you started teaching here. Yes. Like one day a week. I mean, it was very limited at first. Mm-hmm. And this was in the fall of 2019.
1: I did a lot. I did have some... I taught a hand sewing class with you and then a sewing class with you. And
0: then I started to pick up and do things on my own. You helped with community events as well, because there's a festival that happens here at the end of September called mm-hmm. get down downtown. And Madison came and did, you sat with me for some of that. Yes. And that was the first time that I remember like texting my board. Madison is amazing <laughs> because I really struggle at events like that because it's so many new people and the same conversations over and over. Mm-hmm. and. That was the first time you kind of stepped in as my buffer, mm-hmm. if which is what you do every day in the studio. I'm
1: the make-do buffer.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that was kind of the first glimpse of the way that you are with people. I was so excited to be a part
1: of make-do because, I mean, I'm a, I'm a gal that loves a good theme, and, like, I was fully bought into the lemon theme. Well,
0: you wore, like, a lemon... Yeah. Was it shorts or a squirt? It was a squirt, Yeah. <laughs> like a lemon squirt <laughs> to make to get down downtown. And I thought, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was ready. Yes. Um,
1: I also love the fact that I could I would get to be a part of the community. I had a place. Mm. Whereas when I was first here, I thought, I don't want to be here. I don't want to make connections. And this was like the epitome of making a connection with Cersei. And I felt like this is a spot that was just so me as well as getting to be a part of something that was bigger than me.
0: And you came to our fundraiser? Yes. That's the only fundraiser you've been to because then last year everything kind of shut down.
1: That was so wild. There were so many people that came and helped out at that fundraiser and both of us wore lemon dresses. Mm-hmm. It was that was great. Um and I got to see you um get interviewed and just it just felt very official
0: what is wild to me is when I look back at those pictures you are there Mm -hmm. it's when there's pictures from before you were part of make do that feels strange to me now because there's it's hard I guess because you were also connected to make do since we've been in this space Mm -hmm. um that now it feels weird to me to think of make do existing without you being part of it oh that's sweet (laughs) Do not ever leave me. (laughs) Um, Okay. So speaking of jobs, Sally asked, what is your dream job? Mm, I
1: don't know because I'm kind of doing
0: it now. That was what I was hoping (laughs) you would say. (laughs) I I messaged Sally back and I said, she better say make do (laughs) is her dream job. I think the, like if,
1: like if I could pick anything to get paid for, If I could get paid to make giant dresses all the time, Mm -hmm. I think that would be the epitome. Mm -hmm. But this is
0: pretty daggum close. I think it can be challenging as well because we are making up what we do as we go. Mm -hmm. And it's not something that has been established or that you have seen be modeled. So sometimes it's easy to forget that what we do is a job and that it's a real job.
1: Yeah. It's very... And like I've said before, I have this hard time putting a connection with the work that I do here and then like the paycheck that I end up with Mm. because it just feels like, yes, it's stressful and there's hard times that are here. But I don't know. I just feel like part of my compensation is the joy that I get from being here, not just my paycheck. Mm. I think that's a better way to put it. And
0: Sonic on the regular.
1: That is part of my contract. (laughs) Well, part of
0: my... Package, yes, I guess. <laughs> Part of your compensation package. Yes. <laughs> um, do you miss teaching in a traditional classroom? Only sometimes. Because it's been... Well, and then with COVID, you weren't subbing. For a while, Madison was working here and subbing. Mm-hmm. It started off, you came one day a week, plus the days that you taught yes. here. Um, and then, and you were subbing the other four days mm-hmm. or whatever. But then with COVID, you've that been out, out of the, the classroom window. anyway.
1: Um there are sometimes that I miss the mission aspect of being in a giant classroom like that. You encounter so many different kids from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I saw that as an opportunity to show kids that they can be creative and be themselves mm-hmm. in the context of, okay, I'm your substitute. We're gonna learn about these things today. Um, I simultaneously tried to show them kindness and structure. I get to do that now. I just get to see a smaller amount of kids. But that also
0: means I get to get deeper with those small mm-hmm. amount of kids that I have. And it is like two hours, not,
1: not six or yes. whatever. It's a lot less stressful. I have a lot less migraines now because I'm working <laughs> here.
0: Oh, I'm glad. It's probably all the salt that we get <laughs> off of our pretzels.
1: I was going to say, it's working here is beneficial for my health.
0: <laughs> not... She's rolling her eyes. <laughs> Note for the audio. Um, have there been, like, what has been maybe uh, the biggest surprise for you about working here? Maybe let me narrow it down. What is something that you have been surprised that you have done? Ooh, interesting. Professionally, <laughs> in your profession as a
1: kids program director. Um. Oh yeah. Um. How about that? The title. I'm surprised
0: that mm. I have a title. <laughs> um, it also just goes to show that that's all. Titles are just words that someone gave to someone else. It's true.
1: I I resigned myself to, I'm a backstage kind of person. Mm-hmm. When I was in high school, I worked backstage as like a costume uh, maker as well as a makeup and hair person too. Um, and I like being backstage. There's lots of fun things that happen mm-hmm. behind the scenes. And I liked that as a teacher as well. Um, Here, I am the director. (laughs) I'm the kids program director. And that is just so shocking to me that I would be that okay with having that
0: sort of title. Mm. I'm still trying to grow into it. Also, not to belittle your title at Mm. all. I bestowed it upon you because you deserve it. Yes. Yeah. But you are also the entirety of the kids program. Exactly. So in a sense, it's not like you really have to be the director over other people. No. You just get to make all of the decisions for the program and then you also execute them. Yeah.
1: So I'm like, Hmm, let me check with the director. You could be okay. the kids oh, program
0: director and executor. Execu- <laughs> I'm the
1: <laughs> executioner. No. Um, yeah. So that was really surprising to me. Um, I mean, I never thought that I would get to work here as my main job. I'm shocked. Yeah. Uh, and it's because of worldly circumstances mm-hmm. that I get to be here. And I'm so grateful to be here.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for you to <laughs> be here, too. I'm also grateful you're not having to make masks anymore.
1: Me, too. Ugh.
0: But we do have exciting. Madison's working on some exciting things right now. Yes.
1: Um. So we're about to kickstart our summer program. Um. And we have some new things in there. We have uh, a garment sewing class for kids, um, which just combines my two love of loves of children and making garments. Um, we also have some new themed camps that are coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to br- draw in more boys, boys. into our... Studio, so hopefully I will entice them. With and where
0: you are about to develop a curriculum? Oh my goodness! I yes, I forgot about that. So
1: my job this month is going to be making a um, art class curriculum for homeschoolers. So it'll be like a two-hour class where we get to either talk about some elements of design or you know a art history figure and get to replicate some of their styles. So some of that teaching is going to be incorporated Mm -hmm. into, um, my job here. I'm going to need to see six weeks of lesson plans. (laughs) Just
0: kidding.
1: Hey, I would, as long as you're not asking me for state standards, I think we'll be okay. Nope. nope,
0: Not (laughs) at all. Okay. Let's get into some interests of yours.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Besides sewing, Mm -hmm. what would you say are like three interests or hobbies that you have? It doesn't even have to be anything else creative. It can be yeah. anything. Um, watching YouTube. Okay. <laughs> is an interest I have.
1: Um, I watch all kinds of stuff on there. Cooking shows. Um, essay. Did you drop your pen?
0: <laughs> I was clicking my pen and I, I like clicked it and shot it across the room. I don't need it. <laughs> okay. Um, I like to watch like
1: political think pieces too and okay. some fashion stuff. Um, I love to read. Oh, I love me a good book. I'm a big fan of high fantasy um, as well as I've gotten into more self-help books,
0: I guess. And you do a lot of audiobooks,
1: Yes. Because here in the studio, if I'm prepping something, I can listen to that. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe do you ter-
0: read in-person books as well? Oh, yes. In-person <laughs> books. <laughs> Actual in-person, books. Yeah. In-real-life books. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Um, that tends to be like on my bedside when I'm like going mm-hmm. to bed at night. Um But I haven't read like an actual like physical book in a while. Um, I think the last one that I read was A Gentleman in Moscow, which is a historical fiction book that my friend Karen showed to me. Super good, by the way. Um, Also, Joe turned me on to this audio book called Daisy Jones and the Six. Oh,
0: yeah. freaking blew
1: my mind. If you haven't listened to it, go listen
0: to it. Or if you're unsure on if you like audiobooks, it's a good one to test out. Yes. It's fabulous as an audiobook. And it gives great
1: insight into, like, a creative process.
0: It is about a band, a fake band, mm-hmm. and it's, like, their memoir. So it would be, like, if you watched a documentary about Fleetwood Mac mm-hmm. um, and... There were times listening to it where I thought, "Oh my gosh, yeah, I love that song." And then you think, "This band doesn't exist. That song doesn't (laughs) exist." It's very, it's very good, and it's very good as a an audiobook.
1: Um, I also love to cook, and I love watching movies. Okay. When I was younger, that was like the thing that my family did together. Um, My dad got um,
0: watching movies or cooking, watching. Yes, Both. both. Okay.
1: Um, but really, like watching movies was like a lot of my dad's thing. And so he was one of the first people I remember who got
0: Netflix like in the mail. Oh, I got Netflix in the mail when I was in grad school. It's it's so cool. You know, my sister, they still get Netflix in the mail. I didn't know it even mm-hmm. still existed. My dad occasionally still gets stuff from Netflix. But it's expensive to get it in the mail.
1: But they have this like awesome back catalog of like crazy movies. yeah, Stuff
0: that's not streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Are you a nerd? Yes. Why? <laughs> what makes you a nerd? Um.
1: I love to know a stupid amount about just stuff. I have uh, my brain is full of comic book, anime, uh, lore.
0: See, that's the things I would say make <laughs> you a nerd. Yes. Not that you just like to know about.
1: Yeah. it. but I could. I'm a nerd about sewing too, because mm. I could tell you about the history of the corset or why things mm. are, why how history has affected fashion and vice versa. Um, So I just love knowing exorbitant amounts of stuff
0: about weird things. I also play Dungeons and Dragons. I Um, think this is one of the things that I love about you the most (laughs) is because you are so many you hold so many different interests inside of your Mm -hmm. person. And I think that that makes you extremely relatable to the kids who come here. Mm
1: -hmm. I can have long conversations with them about the shows or video games that they Mm -hmm. play. Even some of the things that I only dip my toe into like video games, my husband covers that. So I usually know through him Mm -hmm. about what's going on in the young people world.
0: And then I think that they get to see someone who is confident, but also plays Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) Um, Okay. Any more interests that you want to obsess about?
1: Um, I guess this is part sewing, but I love cosplay, which is yes, dressing up in various characters. I've yet to go to a
0: convention, but I
1: really want to go
0: to one. Um, have you thought about your Halloween costume for this year? I have. 2021, what <laughs> will it be? I'm not sure
1: yet. Um, I've I roped my husband in last year. Finally to do a couple's costume and he's been growing out his hair. So maybe we will like, do for a couple's costume for this year, for this year. He's been growing out his hair cause he, it's easier for him to care for that way. But I'm thinking maybe I can get him to dress up as like the human form of the beast from beauty and the beast. And then I can make a giant yellow dress. <gasps> right.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have some other ideas as well, but I think that would be super mm-hmm. cool.
0: I like the beast form. Of
1: I mean, don't piece. get me wrong, I do too. But I think Richard would have mm-hmm. some qualms
0: uh, about having to be the beast, wearing a fur suit. <laughs> Furries? We've already <laughs> talked about that. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, okay, let's do lightning round. <gasps> yes. All right. Another thing that makes you well, I don't know if this makes you nerdy. Everyone is probably a nerd. Who's your favorite Marvel character?
1: Captain Marvel. She has a movie out. She's a out. she. She's a she. She has a movie out. It's okay. Her comic books are better. Okay.
0: Um, you got a lot of compliments, by the way, when you are wearing your Marvel skirt. Oh. Because if you missed it on our Instagram, I'll, ta- I'll put it in our highlights mm-hmm. for the, under our Kid Funnies <laughs> highlight. But Madison just made, y'all just finished a skirt class. Yes. With our level three kids. And they all made skirts. And they did a fashion show. And Madison... Tried to show them how to be confident in their fashion show, <laughs> but then they were all so proud and so shy. Yes. <laughs> it was very cute. Lots of giggles. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I got a lot of You were wearing your on Marvel skirt, and you yes. got a lot of comments on that. Um, so speaking of favorite characters, what about Harry Potter? Luna Lovegood. Okay. Period. You can expand if you want. Okay. These don't have to be so much lightning rounds They're at the beginning. Yes. So
1: um, Luna comes in really late in the series, mm-hmm. which is when the... I was finally caught up to the books and I so desperately wanted to be her because she was so relaxed in who she was. Mm -hmm. And when people would make fun of her, it wasn't because she ignored them. It was because she understood that they were not, that they were not ready, I guess, or,
0: um, that they were being immature. Right, that them making fun of her wasn't really about her, it was about it was about them, them. not getting her and that was their fault, not yes. her fault for being weird.
1: Um and this is something that's in the books that's I don't know if they show it in the movies, but she has a mural on the on her ceiling where she has painted all of her friends' mm. faces and it just says in cursive over and over again friends, friends, mm. friends. She va- even though she's not always present within the books. She has this strong connection with her friends mm-hmm. and I
0: love that mm-hmm. as well. That's sweet. That gave me goosebumps. Um, Okay, what's your favorite thing to teach at Make Do? Uh, the,
1: the garment sewing classes yeah. that I'm doing. Yeah, I loved that skirt class. It was so much fun.
0: I th- Would you say that the kids got a different sense of accomplishment from that than they have gotten from other sewing classes? For sure, because it's something they can wear on their bodies that may look like it was bought from a store. It also was, was the most time-intensive thing that they've had to do as well. Yes, and it required a lot
1: of skill, but they had a skirt with pockets in it at the end and they just thought that was so they cool. They were so
0: proud of their pocket. Yeah. Favorite color? Purple. Um, Lindy Lou would like to know what your proudest accomplishment is. Oh. <laughs> Maybe that shouldn't have been a lightning round question. I I don't know. Kids program director. Oh, as a kids program director? (laughs) It doesn't have to be. I just mean the title. Oh, oh yes.
1: That is is a pretty good accomplishment. How about one that I've done recently? Okay. I made that coat that I've been talking about. There's a two-piece sleeve. I set it in beautifully, and it looks like this beautifully well-tailored sleeve. And when I look at it, I just feel... So excellent.
0: <laughs> you are excellent. Okay, she also asked, what is your weirdest favorite food combination?
1: Oh, um, mm, I'm a big fan of salty and sweet, okay, So anytime there's that going on, I'm super hype about it. Um oh, I just had this the other day. I like to have a like a dollop of Greek yogurt with my quesadilla. Like oh, as sour cream. Yeah, I, I do
0: that too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do that too. I was going to ask salty or sweet, but you could say both. Oh, I do like both. But if I had to pick, it's sweet. Okay. I love me some pastries. mm mm-hmm. um, Our friend Nancy wants you to describe <gasps> yourself in three words. Oh. Um.
1: Hmm. Lightning round. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um,
0: Loving. Uh-huh. Creative. Uh Weird. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Um, She also wants to know how you feel about a nickname like Maddie.
1: I hate Maddie with a passion. Cannot stand it. I, okay. uh, Can I, can Mm -hmm. I? Yeah, you can expand.
0: You know we're loose with the term (sighs) lightning round.
1: (laughs) Um, I dated a guy in high school whose dad looked like a... 70s adult actor Complete with hairy chest Unbuttoned shirt Gold chain And thick mustache Okay He had a ac- He had a Accent from Not from Texas And he would always Call me Maddie mm. And it was just the way That he said it And the way that he looked That just like ugh, It just gave me the creeps. Yeah
0: Skeevy yeah. That's it how I feel gross. about Jojo
1: See So I prefer My long name However I have taken on various other monikers like the grandma of chaos that happens whenever I play games. Is that a dungeon? Is that your dungeons and dragons character? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's not. But whenever I play board games or even dungeons and dragons, I tend to just, I I'm less focused on winning and more about having a good time. Okay. So that tends to be some chaotic play. Um, I also go by Maskison. <laughs> my and, <laughs> sisters gave you that name. And uh, Mooley bestowed upon me Nugs, which is probably some of my favorites. <laughs> She's
0: weird. <laughs> That's for chicken nuggets. It's for chicken nuggets. But like, I get chicken nuggets too. I don't know why that needed to become a n- nickname. So you can refer to her as Madison or Nugs. Yeah, whatever. I'm cool with it. Nancy also asked. I should have asked you this sooner because it's not lightning round. <laughs> but is there something unexpected we should know about you? Y'all have learned a lot today
1: about some of my weird stuff, mm-hmm. and y'all know that I I struggle with anger, anger. which tends to be pretty I think surprising. That's
0: what's always surprising to me. Yeah, I never see that. You're I very professional. I here. try. I try to be when it
1: comes to anger. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Um. I love to argue, Mm. like debate. There's a video floating out there of me debating another guy about why Krispy Kreme is better than Dunkin' Donuts, and um, there's a lot of shouting that goes on in that video. I get real intense. Mm.
0: I also, I'm less like that now because it was something I don't necessarily like about myself, but I was like that, too. And when we studied abroad um, in Latin America when I was in college, we drove, like, 10 hours on a bus one day. And me and another guy in our trip got into a heated debate about if you pronounce it penguin or penguin. Have you seen the Benedict Cumberbatch video about that? No, this would have been well before Benedict Cumberbatch. (laughs) This would have been, like, 2002. okay, gotcha. And anyway, I just remember later everyone on the bus being like, shut up up and we're sitting there going how can y'all not care about this <laughs> I we were that. on our way to see penguins but he called them penguins he was from california oh
1: one more thing okay one more surprising thing um i've taken ballroom dancing lessons Ooh, in Circe uh we do not have a place in Circe but there is one in little rock and i love dancing ballroom dancing freestyle dancing
0: we have there's awesome. a lady who has come to make do some and she takes Maybe there's square dancing that she does. She does line dancing. Line dancing. Yes. yes. Okay. Um. Okay. Favorite color. Oh, yeah. Purple. The best thing about being an adult. Getting to buy snack cakes whenever I want. <gasps> yeah. Sometimes Madison will walk in with like a thing of Little Debbie's. Hey, do you want the zebra <laughs> cake? I'm like, no. If it was the oatmeal cream pie, I would want it.
1: Next time, I'm getting us some oatmeal cream pies. Or
0: she'll come in with like... A dozen donuts yes. revolve. <laughs> okay, the worst thing about being an adult.
1: Having to eat healthy.
0: Obviously the so- <laughs> this also revolves around food. Food's very important. <laughs> Getting to, me. to buy snack cakes. Having to eat healthy. Yeah. Beach or mountains. What? Oh beach or mountains? Mm-hmm. Um neither rivers? Yeah, those are those are closer to the mountains than <laughs> yes. the beach. Um, what's your favorite treat? ice cream. Okay. Or a filled donut. Ew. I don't like filled donuts.
1: <sighs> no, raspberry or lemon filled donuts. I've even leaned into
0: some like custard filled donuts. That's my jam. No. <laughs> um okay, what is a comfort show that you have? Like something where you could always rewatch episodes. Okay.
1: It's an old British show called The Vicar of Dibley. And Don French, a female comedian, plays a female vicar in a small town where they're not expecting to get a female vicar.
0: Can you stream
1: it? It used to be on Netflix. I don't know if it's on Netflix anymore. So do you have, like, the box set? A friend of mine does. But okay. I need to, I've, I've watched some um, pirated videos on YouTube okay. when I go back to it. But I just love her. She's fabulous.
0: I didn't complete this question. I made up my own lightning round because every time we Google them, they're stupid. Yeah. It just says something you wish you. Okay. Like some, maybe something you wish you were good at.
1: Oh. Um,
0: read, I don't know what I was thinking.
1: I wish I was good at telling people no.
0: Ooh. <laughs> I know that got deep, but yeah, I really but wish but I was. That was, was honest. <laughs> yeah.
1: You can practice with me. Yeah, um, I should I should totally practice with my boss at work, right? <laughs> telling her no. Yeah, uh. you
0: can tell me no on the podcast. All right. Um, okay, Amy Cox asked, um, if you could travel back to any time period, what would it be? Mm. Ooh, or the future? Ooh. I
1: struggle with wanting to go back in time because women
0: didn't have... I know, right? It's hard, but it, you can like romanticize it. Yeah,
1: if I could romanticize it... Something with big, floofy skirts, probably. I know. That would be cool. Like the the 17th century would be awesome. Um, I don't know. I like, I mean, I like the idea of the medieval period, Mm -hmm. uh, but it was actually horrible for everybody. Yeah. It's just really hard. Um, If I were to travel in the future, I would like to travel... uh, I don't know. know. That's just really hard for me. It's a hard question. Because I appreciate where I am now.
0: Yeah. You asked me this question and I cut it out. (laughs) (laughs) Because I didn't have a good answer and then we got interrupted. Yeah. Anyway.
1: um, Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. Uh, At the height of the Roman Empire. I would love to go back there and see that. Because there's just so much we don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, But simultaneously a lot that we do know. And so I'd like to go back and see what
0: life was like. Yeah. During that time. Plus the wife in 300. mm mm-hmm. um, Oh, when she gives that head nod. so awesome. Oh. Yeah. whenever like it could be
1: like her. Whenever Richard asks if he can do something, and I agree, I just send him that meme of her being yeah. like, yes, yeah. you are allowed. I know. <laughs> so she, she was respected. Yeah. So you could be like that. I don't know if I'm strong enough to be a Spartan woman, though.
0: If <laughs> you were one, you would be. That's true. That's true. Um, okay. If you could have a superpower, what would it be?
1: Oh, man, the kids asked me this the other day. Well, then
0: you should have an answer ready. Mm,
1: to go. I struggled to have an answer for them. Okay, um, fine, you can
0: have 3. <laughs> <laughs> it's your birthday.
1: Cool. Um, I want to be able to fly. Okay. I I want to Actually, I just want Capt I just want Captain Marvel's power set. She can fly, she can absorb ender- energy, so like she doesn't get sunburned. She can just uh, like okay. soak in all of the sun's energy and use that as like an energy blast. And um, uh, she's super strong. I want yeah. that.
0: Yeah, I like that. Um, Okay. These are all would you rather. Okay. Okay. Would you rather always know the answer or always have the skill? Always have the skill. Okay. Would you rather never eat another Sonic pretzel <laughs> Or a Dairy Queen blizzard. I'm sorry, Joe. I'd rather not eat the
1: pretzel yeah, and always be able to eat fine. the blizzard. There's
0: more variety with the blizzard as well. Well, it's ice cream. Do you always get the same kind of blizzard? Mm-mm. I change it up. You like to change it up. <laughs> I always get the same. It's butterfinger. What, I was about to ask <laughs> what one. Butterfinger. Um, would you rather have an extra pair of hands or another set of eyes? Extra pair of hands. Same. Um even though another set of eyes would be nice if I was trying to like sew and also read a book. Oh, for sure. But that's why I like audiobooks. But I prefer to read. It's just that then that's all you can do is read the real book.
1: Just like think of all the new like knitting or crocheting techniques you could come up with with
0: four hands. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so cool. Um would you rather? This is the last one. Mm-hmm. Always leave a trail of glitter or blobs of wet paint everywhere you go. Glitter, and
1: here's why. I I have dry skin, and so around... This may be gross for everyone. So around the house, I tend to... I'm dusty, mm. so I, ar- I already leave yeah. glitter everywhere I go. <laughs> At least if it was glitter, it would be shiny and yeah. pretty.
0: Yeah. Both would, like, get tracked around other places, too. It would,
1: but with wet paint and fabric, it would stain. But with glitter, I could shake it off.
0: That's true other people it will like get on them forever yeah um all right we did it that's your birthday podcast happy birthday thank you i appreciate it i forgot to ask you a really important lightning round question oh what is your favorite cake oh my favorite cake Uh um or like birthday cake specifically like or it doesn't have to be a cake how do you like what would you want to stick candles in
1: A giant cheesecake with raspberry sauce on top. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. My second is uh, my mom's coconut cake that she soaks in like a coconut essence. And then it has this like meringue style of icing. It essentially, if you know what a zinger is, it's also a snack cake. It's like a giant zinger. It tastes like a
0: snack cake. And I love that. Yum. Yeah. All right. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. I appreciate that. We'll celebrate you all week. Oh, I've... Very kind. Thanks. Yeah. Let's read a review. (gasps) Yes. It's the last one. (gasps) Oh, no. I I mean, I'm happy that we have this review. I have to uh, pull it up. I was not prepared. Um, But also, if you're listening to this and haven't left us a review, it's Madison's birthday. Just do it. (laughs) It would be a great gift. I'd love it. Just leave us a review. (laughs) (laughs) You could tell me about your favorite snack cake in the review. Yeah. (laughs) You can just like... Comment, <laughs> just have a conversation with us in the, in the review section. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is from my friend, Lori, who lives in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Oh. She used to, I don't know if she Hello, still Hello, Lori. Yes. She says, wonderful podcast. Over the last two weeks, I have listened to 30 episodes out so far. Ooh. This is so much more than I expected. The insights shared not only apply to creativity, but also to life in general. I am especially thankful for episode seven think that was our social Social tension tension episode i had to go back and listen a second time thank you to joe and madison for sharing your thoughts
1: that thank you pretty much encapsulates what we were aiming to do to speak about creativity but also give you some really good ways
0: of like living your life better yeah that's what createful means to us finding fullness through creativity that's (laughs) it and raspberry cheesecake
1: oh my word My mom makes a great raspberry cheesecake. That's why I don't buy or, like, make myself a cake for my birthday because all I would want is what my mom makes. And that's just never going to be as good
0: as hers. Would she share her coconut recipe with us or is it, like, a secret? I
1: have it. I just don't want to do that much work on my own birthday. (gasps) Right. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah. Do you have um a sweet and sour
0: Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. I
1: remembered it this week. Okay, you go first. What's your sour? Okay. My sour is that my wrist is really sore. I'm wearing a brace today. Mm.
0: I've been sewing too much, which is good, but
1: yeah, my wrist is super sore.
0: I'm sorry. Ugh. My sour is that I cannot find the plants that I want. To add, I got more, we have a plant wall, and I got more of the planters that go on the wall, and I cannot find the plants I'm looking for to put inside the planters. Mm. That's my sour. Okay, what's your sweet?
1: My sweet is that tomorrow I'm going to this burger joint called the Big Orange. (laughs) Here in Little Rock. To celebrate your birthday? Yes. I'm going to have a giant burger and like delicious fries and possibly a milkshake. Mm -hmm. I haven't decided yet. Come on. We all know you're going to have a milkshake. It'd be cool if I could split it with someone. You can. But Richard is uh, allergic to dairy. Oh. So, yeah. So, I'd have to drink it on my own. Um, Bummer. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It sucks. But I got my birthday dress ready for it. So, I'll get to go out and eat a delicious burger in my birthday dress and... I'm just ready to party. Love it.
0: Yeah. Um, My sweet is, let me think about it on the fly. I'm excited about May because it is a down month for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had a few slow months anyway <laughs> because classes keep getting canceled. Yeah. But that's different than like knowing a month is going to be slow in the sense of not a lot of classes because it really lets us like – start to do things that are building up on our, hey, we need to do this someday list. And so I'm excited about that. Um, and also the weather is just really pleasing me these days. The breeze has been great. It hasn't been humid. It's so nice.
1: Yes. Y'all,
0: I hope you don't mind listening to me talk about the weather because <laughs> it will probably be mentioned in every podcast as my <laughs> sour this summer. Fair enough. Um,
1: I do have a salty. Okay. Um, I can't find rickrack anywhere. Like, here in, like, the rickrack that I'm looking for is just not anywhere. Like, okay. So, rickrack is like a squiggly trim.
0: Yeah, it's like zigzag trim.
1: It's been, it's very common. It was very common
0: for like your grandma to use. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where, where can I find this stuff? Is not finding stuff supposed to be a salty? I, I don't know. Because then I, I couldn't find plants. Does that, that's, oh, my salty. I guess that's true. And then do I need to find another sour? <laughs> I, I
1: know I'll be able to find it somewhere, so I'm just salty that it's not easily accessible. Right. I'm like, I just want a big roll of rickrack. Is there any grandmas with rickrack out
0: there? If you have rickrack, you're not using... Let Madison know. Yeah. Totally you can wrap it up for her, and then she'll open it as a birthday present. <gasps> rickrack for my birthday. I love it. All right. Well, I'll sing you a goodbye birthday. <gasps> Yay. <clears throat> Tomorrow is Madison's birthday day we're gonna celebrate the right way you can celebrate too thanks for listening bye-bye. bye bye <laughs> that I was more of a birthday song than a bye-bye song i loved it y'all get the idea bye, bye. Thank you to my dear, dear friend Craig Hudson for our very createful theme music. You can hear more of Craig's music on Spotify under Craig Hudson, that's Hudson with a T, or you can just uh, click on the link in the show notes. Also be sure to connect with Make do on Instagram at Make Do Create or on Facebook at Make do Cersei. and visit our website, makedocreate.org for upcoming classes, show notes, to order a face mask, lots of things. We'll be back here with another episode next Monday. Have a good week, y'all.